Welcome to the Inspiro Podcast, the podcast exploring personal growth, leadership, strategy, communication, and fulfillment. We are your hosts, Jason Luchtefeld and Bill Woodburn. I'm here as a dentist transitioning into a career to help facilitate individuals and their organizations towards a more fulfilling future. Hi there, I'm Bill Woodburn, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and licensed marriage and family therapist in Austin, Texas. I'm fascinated by the way people come together to solve problems, whether that's couples or families, dental practices or organizations. We're going to be exploring a lot of topics, and for us to be able to be free to do that, I have to let you know that this is not intended to be dental advice or counseling advice. Okay, so when we look at burnout, uh, burnout is like a recognized clinical um, diagnosis now, right? Yeah. Yes. Can, can you speak to that? Can you speak to uh, what is it that uh, comprises burnout? Well, I'm, I'm reminded that um, in Japanese, apparently there is a word for worked himself to death. I don't know the word. I don't know Japanese. But you got to wonder about a culture that's got a word for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think in a way we have a, an easier word, which is burnout, which is, means you're on your way to that. Um, and it may not be a literal death. It can be an emotional death. It can be a spiritual death. It, it can be a slow physical death where you're just not eating well, not doing anything, becoming depressed. Okay. So let me target this a little bit. Burnout is about a lot of different things coming together, but the key ingredient is the helplessness. So when we're becoming aware that work does not feel good anymore and we, we don't want to go in there anymore, well, there's something that's been overriding our natural sense of self-preservation our natural sense of taking care of ourselves, usually for a while, and making us go into work and face this thing that we don't want to face or do this thing over again that we really want to change. And so the thing that I try to get people to start thinking about isn't, you know, how bad my work is and how bad these people are. And whatever. It's like, well, what keeps you helpless? Because if we can relieve that piece, then the rest of it, starts to come together pretty well. Now, there's still work to be done. But the problem with burnout is it's a sign that your distress is ratcheting only one way. You're getting more distressed about work and more distressed about work and more distressed. But it's never coming back. We all get distressed about our work, but it's not ratcheted. And the moment the pressure's off or I fix the problem, well, now I'm pretty good and I want to go back to work. I'm, I'm all good. It's burnout is that ratchet thing. It's like, okay, it was a bad day, but it doesn't go back to being a good day. The next one's a bad day. It doesn't go back to being a better day. The next one's even worse day. It doesn't go back to being a better day. Mm -hmm. Each time it ratchets up and pretty soon we can't take it. Mm -hmm. So it's the ratchet part that we want to take a look at. What keeps it from coming back to being a good day? I think a challenging piece with burnout is how subjective it is. You know, we, what you might, an environment you might thrive in 
I might burn out in. Yes. And vice versa. And so we keep harping on this, but this this concept of self-awareness and what is contributing to this helplessness, what is contributing to this feeling and not being able to reset is, is really critical. And I think oftentimes not something we can do alone. I think when we yes. get to that point, yes. we need professional help. We need an appointment to talk through it with somebody that can help us to uh, verbalize it, to, to get out the feelings that are there to become aware of things that we're not aware of Mm -hmm. Um, so much that um, attempting it alone or without a professional can be dangerous. Yes, actually I I very much agree. And if you're, if you're starting to head toward burnout, you don't necessarily need a professional because you're seeing it, but once you're in it, part of the problem of of burnout and uh, you were, you were talking about that that issue with you know not seeing the team was is that it changes our perception mm. so the team could be in fact changing but if we've burned out to a certain extent we can't see the helpful change we can't hear the helpful words we can't you know see the smiles anymore we can't really, we don't have a place for the patient's compliment on how well we did. It it, it starts to, to change us. And the sad thing, it changes us in a way that doesn't allow things to get better. So instead of beer goggles, we have burnout goggles. We have burnout goggles. Absolutely. Absolutely. And suddenly we can't see the very things we sometimes need so desperately to see. Yeah. So then it, I guess that then makes sense why... When we get to that place, we also are not uh, normal s- things that we find enjoyable are not as enjoyable. Like everything yes. gets muted. Everything is a, we interpret different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a fascinating piece of it that that neurochemistry, I guess, mm-hmm. like switches. And that's why it's so much work to get out of it. Oh yes, yeah. As far as 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 the as the brain, what's happening in burnout is our brain is turning on the the threat response and keeping it on. And now that thing we used to enjoy or feel accomplishment from, or at least it was a good day and we went in and worked and did our job. Now, you know, for our brain, it's become a threat. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a high level threat, but enough to keep enough of the chemicals going enough of the that it starts to change our perspective because we know as a human being when i'm under threat it changes the way i see the world pretty soon everything looks like a threat I, everything is is about life and death um and i i stay tense my breathing changes my heart rate changes, a whole bunch and it's like okay so that's the that's the piece of burnout which is like i i feel under threat whether i am or not I feel it. Yeah. Uh, so something we haven't talked about in a while, but mm-hmm. would be something that would be helpful prior to getting to that step mm-hmm. or stage mm-hmm. of being actually burnt out would be journaling. Oh, absolutely. Uh, spending some time on a daily basis, uh, journaling how the day went, and even more specifically, 
what are we thankful for today? What went well today? You know, being able to have that frame of reference of, yeah, not everything went perfect, but some things went went okay. Some things went well. We can fight our brain to tell it that we're not under threat. And that the gratitude exercise, really, if you want to take it down to a more neurobiological level, it's reassuring our brain we're not under threat and they don't have to make those adjustments because those are messing with us. So there's not a threat here, guys. And part of the way I'll prove it to you is I'm going to consciously think about and imagine each good thing, each thing I am grateful for, each thing that worked during this day. Because luckily, as human beings, we're not totally instinct-driven. We can decide we're going to let in that compliment we got from a patient. The other piece is, you know, I find in journaling, it's really great if you uh, have a vision, have a mission, particularly if you have a personal mission. If you have something you're working on, uh, there's a quote, I'm using it on my personal email tag, which says, um, you know, it's a lucky person who wakes up in the morning, puts their feet on the floor, heads in a direction and thinks it still matters. It, what gets us through work when it's not always good and when it takes a lot out of us is we think it matters. And when you stop thinking it matters, okay, now we've got a problem. Can we get back to why was I doing this? Which might be, why did you become a dentist? Why do you have a practice in this community? Why do you have this practice? Why did you hire these people? I mean, something's going on. There was a purpose. There was a reason. You were trying for something. Can you get back to that? Um, I, I, I was actually asked, I was I was. Uh, expressing this opinion to, in a workshop and somebody said, well, you know, what's your, what's your goal? I said, I'll give you my short girl, goal, world peace. And they all laughed. I said, no, really? You see, one of the things I know is that people who are hurting, people who have un serious unresolved emotional issues, people that are not clear about their lives and their loved ones hurt people. And people that are healed emotionally and have a level of clarity, don't hurt people. I'm working for world peace here, guys. And I sometimes have to remind myself that, yeah, each person that I, I get some level of success on is less likely to go out and screw up the world.
there is a trail runner that runs ultra trail runs, marathons, mm-hmm. et cetera. And he says something similar about the benefits of being an ultra runner mm-hmm. and how it uh, is getting us one step closer. The more people that become ultra runners, the less violent in the world because nobody has the energy to be violent. 